Hello, South Dakotans. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. Oh my, we got all sorts of glitches. Hey, that's what happens when you go live. Anyway, let's let's just start with tidbits. Heck, I already screwed things up. Let's just go with tidbits right off the bat. <laughs> Number one, to gig or not to gig. Shares of Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash have fallen recently on fears that a U.S. Labor Department proposal to deter companies from treating workers as independent contractors would raise costs for the barely profitable firms. It would require said workers to be considered company employees if they are economically dependent on the company. So exactly what is economically dependent? In my example, I'm self-employed as a subcontractor. I work for one company out of Watertown. I do a few jobs on the side. But for all practical purposes, I'm, as the IRS may say, dependent on that one company. But am I? I choose to work for that one company because that's the company that treats me the best and I have the easiest time to deal with them. I could work for two, I could work for three, I could work for even more. Uh, the point is the IRS shouldn't be dictating how many companies you work for makes you dependent on one or none. So that needs to be considered. Changing the classification of workers will certainly cost companies more, which means they will have to charge more for their services, which in today's inflationary economy is not a good idea. Everybody hates high prices already. Why force companies to charge even more? Liberals have long been criticized gig worker companies for the lack of benefits they offer. However, the majority of independent contractors do not want to be employees, and that includes me. As I said, I'd rather have my work freedom. I'd rather give up the benefits. To me, the freedom to dictate my own hours when I want to go on vacation, that's more important than any benefit I can receive. Number two... A federal judge in West Virginia has ruled that a federal ban on, pro on possessing a gun with its serial number removed is unconstitutional. The law was not consistent with the United States, quote, historical tradition of firearm regulation, unquote, the judge claimed. The decision came in a criminal case charging a man, Randy Price, with illegally possessing a gun with a serial number removed that was found in his car. The judge dismissed that charge, though Price is still charged with illegally possessing the gun after being convicted of previous felonies. So yeah, shame on who, him, but that's what government does. They just load on charge after charge, hoping some of them stick. In this particular case, the serial number did not stick. Price's lawyer argued that the law is unconstitutional and that serial numbers were not required when the Second Amendment was adopted in 1791 and were not widely used until about 200 years later. 
The federal law in question prohibits anyone from transporting a gun with the serial number removed across state lines or from possessing such a gun if it has ever been transported across state lines. Ever? Seriously? So if I'm in possession of a gun that has a serial number removed and it crossed state lines, let's say, well, let's go back to 1969, over 50 years ago. For one, how the hell am I supposed to know that and why should that be illegal? Uh, serial numbers were first required by the Federal Gun Control Act in 1968 and are intended to prevent illegal gun sales and make it easier to solve crimes by allowing individual guns to be traced. While I do not believe it should be required to have a serial number, a smart owner of a gun would probably want a serial number or some other identifying identification to it, you know, so that way if it is stolen and it is found, it can be brought back to you. Number three, Haitians are experiencing catastrophic hunger because of gangsters blockading a major fuel terminal. Up to four million face acute food insecurity. A coalition of gangs has prevented the distribution of diesel and gasoline for over a month to protest a plan to cut fuel subsidies, like that's gonna work. Most transport is halted, with looting and gang shootouts becoming increasingly common. This in turn, of course, has caused a famine because food cannot get to where it is supposed to go. The gang violence has cut off the capital from the food-producing southern regions of Haiti. What do I constantly argue on this podcast? Well, a lot of things, but one is how we should be helping our neighbors and not people halfway around the world. Haiti, for all practical purposes, is in our backyard. The analyst said that in total, four. 4.7 million people, nearly half of Haiti's population, are expect experiencing high levels of food insecurity. Excuse me. Even worse, a UN report released recently said children as young as 10 and elderly women have been subjected to sexual violence, including collective rapes for hours in front of their parents or children. Gangs use the sexual violence to instill fear, and alarmingly, the number of cases keep increasing by the day as the humanitarian human rights crisis in Haiti deepens. Now, I'm not a fan of invading other countries and interfering in their whatever the heck they want to do, but maybe this is one time we should make an actual exception. I mean, food, hunger, famine, rape, I mean... Hey, Ty Small, we can go in there, kick ass, and be in control in no time at all. Number four, North Korea fired a short-range ballistic missile into the sea in hundreds of artillery rounds near the border with South Korea about a week ago. South Korea also scrambled fighter jets when a group of about 10 North Korean military aircraft flew close to a heavily fortified border and North Korea fired some 560 rounds of artillery into sea buffer zones. I'd like to know how they count them. Uh, South Korea's National Security Council condemned the North for escalating tensions calling its moves a violation of a 2018 bilateral military pact that bans hostile acts on the border area. 
North Korea's military issued a statement saying that it took strong military countermeasures over artillery fire by South Korea on the same day, which South Korea claims is just a regular legitimate exercise. Although there were no signs of panic among South Koreans, a Gallup poll released on Friday showed that more than 70% of respondents said North Korea's missile tests threatened peace. And that's the highest level since the North 6th nuclear test in 2017. So, what's happening? We got Russia and Ukraine at odds at war. We got Taiwan constantly being threatened by China. We've got South Korea possibly be threatened by North Korea. North Korea also sent missiles over Japan. World War Three. I doubt it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Recent economic numbers. Number five. September core consumer price index was 8.2%. Down from 9.1 in June. So it's still up there, but down a hair. Core CPI, which is less volatiles like gas and food, was up 6.6%, which is the most in 40 years. Food in September was up 0.8%, or nearly a 10% yearly pace, so that's still way up. Rent and health care both also increased at the same pace of 0.8% in the last month. New vehicles are up 0.7% in September, or about a 9% yearly pace. Gas, hey, actually good news here, it was down 4.9% in September, but it's leveled off and actually has started going back up again just a bit. Federal interest rate is at 3.25%, which seems high considering it was zero, what, a couple years ago, but it's still historically low in comparison to previous decades. Initial unemployment claims rose by 9,000 in September. However, that's probably due mostly to Hurricane Fiona. Job openings. The numbers there, there are 1.7 openings for every unemployment claim. And on top of that, the unemployment rate is 3.5%. However, that's with a 62.5% participation rate, which is one of the lowest rates since the government started keeping track of such a figure. Back in my day, when I was young, in my 20s and 30s, the participation rate was about 67%. So if you add that difference, maybe the actual unemployment rate is more like 8%. So yeah, we're still in a bad economy. With that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. For all things Dakota Rustler related, please visit dakotarustler.org. The website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show.
um, I apologize for anybody who may have been tuning in early and there was no volume. I had to do a restart. This is what happens when you go live. You find out you accidentally had your mic muted for 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Just a reminder, this podcast is available on iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, and the video versions are available on Telegram and YouTube. So let's get to the main topic, disinformation and voting. Domestic disinformation campaigns and homegrown threats to poll workers are emerging as big concerns ahead of the November 8 U.S. congressional elections. Republicans are aiming to win back control of the Senate and the House of Representatives from Biden's fellow Democrats in the midterm elections, a development that would imperil major parts of his legislative agenda. I, for one, hope that happens. I love a government that does nothing, because every time they do something, they manage to screw things up. Since 2020, there have been numerous reported incidents of poll workers being threatened, harassed, or assaulted, supposedly by no one but Trumpers, but hey, we know it happens on both sides. Opinion polls have shown that a large majority of Republican voters still believe Trump won the last election. Uh, You can argue that all you want. All I'm going to say is... Trump had more votes than anybody else previously in history for president, and so did Biden. So the fact that they both had record numbers would lead me to believe, yeah, both sides are cheating because anybody who knows politics knows both sides cheat whenever they get the opportunity. There isn't just one side that's crooked enough to cheat. Quote, there is a lot of rhetoric about violence against poll workers, so we have made it a point to aggressively investigate all of those threats, unquote, claims one U.S. official. While the First Amendment provides speech protection, such as, oh, I wish so-and-so would die, one cannot say, I'm going to go to his house and kill so-and-so. Yeah, that'd be threats and they should be illegal even though it's a small minority of people who are putting out all this type of language it does get amplified on social media one of the most troubling changes since 2020 is how widespread disinformation is about the election or about the election has become said an expert in election infrastructure policy and technology who has also worked at twitter incorporated like i'm going to believe someone who worked at the censorship king twitter they twitter or they censor people all the time this goes back to last week's podcast you know if you're censoring material are you just putting out the material or are you becoming a editor the two u.s officials who described to reuters the current election related threats said they were not aware of any ongoing foreign information operations aimed at misleading americans about the voting process unlike when the democrats blamed the russians because hillary lost 
U.S. government agencies, including the FBI, have been collaborating with social media companies, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, to clamp down on election-related disinformation arising from domestic sources. In other words, endorsing censorship because you're too stupid to know better. A Twitter spokesperson who asked not to be named said the company has taken steps to prevent foreign interference and domestic information operations or disinformation campaigns. In other words, censorship because you're too stupid to know better. The growing threats posed by malicious actors need to be addressed holistically, the spokesperson added, which is why we regularly engage outside experts as well as law enforcement to improve our understanding of the actors involved and to develop a collaborative strategy. In other words, censorship, because you're too stupid to know better. A recent study reveals that we are more divided and likely more extreme than ever before, or at least in the last 100 years. Uh, there is a study that the AARP magazine released, so I'm going to give you a few examples of what was in that chart. In the last two presidential elections, less than 9% of voters crossed party lines to vote for any candidate in any other party something that's obvious if you're a libertarian here in south dakota we've had a number of libertarians go up against republicans who didn't have any democratic challengers what did we get percentage-wise? Eh, 17, 18, 19 percent. You would think if the enemy of your enemy should be your friend, that Democrats would have joined with the Libertarians to vote against the Republicans, but they didn't do that because we're divided. Anyway, that number of 9 percent that would actually cross over party lines, as I said, that is the lowest number since 19. 1920, over a hundred years ago. In the 70s and 80s, it was as high as 44%, and from the late 50s to 2000, it was regularly over 20%. So people didn't used to be so polarized, but now we are. In a poll, over 80% of respondents said that political division is hurting us as a society, but what are we supposed to do? The conservatives have become liberals, the liberals have become socialists, and the freedom lovers have been labeled as terrorists because we dare to speak out against the status quo. I, as well as my libertarian colleagues, are fighting for freedom in an ever-increasing socialist society. The ideals of our forefathers should not be wasted we need to keep them alive and well uh, question authority and always be free thank you for listening to the dakota rustler show a production of dl root buzzsprout.com and their affiliates any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited until next time have a great day and don't forget to subscribe